You are now listening to The Sooner Surge. Clear out! Clear out! All right, everybody, welcome back to The Sooner Surge post-game podcast. We got everybody here today to give their thoughts and opinions of the latest OU game against Texas Tech, where the Sooners fall short 51-48. to Please follow us on Twitter at the Sooner Surge as well as Instagram and please give us a review on our podcast. Once again, thanks for joining us and let's get right into it, boys. Guys, I'm just so freaking tired of losing games, scoring 48 to 50 points and losing games. There's so much we can get into with this, whether it be offense, defense, whatever, the refs. I mean, we all it's it's unbelievable. But I am so tired as an OU fan. To score 48 points and lose a game, and it happens two to three times a year. I'm tired of it. Well, this is the game we actually scored 48. We haven't been scoring 48. So the frustrating thing is this is a game when the offense put up almost 700 yards, but we still left 20 points out there tonight. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. It's not It's not a, an offense versus defense versus special teams thing here. Okay? There is so much blame tonight. and I, We're going to get on the officiating. I, I'll get Hunter can probably take that away in a second because I know he's going to talk about that. Tonight, I don't want to hear a single thing about defense. Whatever, I, I could care less. The blame tonight is the incompetence of the Big Twelve. Zach Schmidt made the field goal, and they said it was no good. There's no arguing it. You watched it go in. Chris Plank on the uh, radio broadcast pointed out a game. When that exact thing happened with Tulsa a couple years ago, where it went over the upright in, the kick is good. That is how it works. It is a kick that is good. They said it was wide right. How was it wide right? When hey, it Hunter. Right? I don't Hunter, know. how do you not review a scoring play? Exactly. Don't they have to review that? They have to. The, and it's, it's not even hired of the NIL fund. Forget that. If we get Peyton Bowen or David Hicks, that does not matter if we're in the Big 12 Conference again. You're right. No. we got to get out. Get the buyout. How many, get the buyout. Man. How many targeting calls awful. were missed tonight? There were at that least three targeting. targeting. Hey, at least. Gabriel. Yes. No, Gabriel. no. There was a play where Gray got absolutely smacked and he hit him with the car of his helmet right on Gray's face mask. It was blatant. Hey, we'll get into the game in a minute, but I got to stay on this rest for a second because the first drive of the game, the pass interference, that the the ref looked up at the video board and then made the call and still called it no pass interference. Are you kidding me on Farouk? Oh, that was yeah. There's wave the flag. How many games are we going to have where they pick up flags? But the targeting is unreal. The the fact that there weren't even reviews on the targeting. On any and of the, the spot, hey, hey, and the spot, Jeremy Jason, don't worry. In two days, we're gonna get an apology oh, from the uh, Big Twelve on for how sure. they messed oh, yeah. up. Hey, how many spots were wrong that better. they did not review? The the oh, Deba- Javante Barnes one tonight were worse than Union last night. The Javante Barnes awful. spot lost us the game. Maybe that Javante Barnes spot killed us. Yeah, that, they didn't even look at it. Then I'll be done with it. And, you know, sometimes we don't like to name names, but no, I, I'm done with it. I'm sick and tired of seeing Derek Anderson on TV. 
He should be fired. Never officiate a game again. Michael Henderson, fired. Doug Moore, no more job. Fired. Quentin Gibbons, fired. Daniel Young, fired. Gabriel DeLion, fired. Mark Graves, fired. And Brian Alos, fired. And then Mark Marsden, if I was this bad at my job, I would be fired. The fact that he's a replay official at the college level is absolutely just insane to me. Fire him. Maybe I'll feel better on Tuesday when we hear that all these guys are fired. You know, that would make the apology of, oh, we were wrong, feel so much better. No holds the whole night. No calls. No. Hey, well, and there's also a play where Kelly beat his guy on a pass play. The lineman grabbed Kelly's complete shoulder in his jersey right in front of the ref. He's staring at it, didn't throw his flag, and they completed a big play. Hey, we could talk about the refs all night. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I mean, we've done it. We, we know we could do it for, for a long time. It's been – if you look at any of OU and Texas's games this year, they've been getting hosed all year from the Big 12, and it's going to continue to happen, not just in football. It's going to happen in every sport until they leave the conference. But at the same time, at some point – Somebody's got to bow up and make a tackle. They had so many tackles for losses that they just whiffed on. The biggest one, fourth or third and seven or what? fourth, whatever it was, end of the game, if Key Lawrence just makes a tackle, the game's going to be over, period. That's it. Hey, does Danny Stutzman know you, you can hit a quarterback? Like, this isn't practice where they're wearing a different color jersey and you're not allowed to touch them. As good as hey, he's been lately, he was right pitiful there tonight. every single time. Hey, but Jeremy. He, he makes the plays at times, but he's right there constantly on quarterbacks. And won't hit him. Hey, Jeremy, you were texting me during the game, and you were blaming, especially at the end of the game, you were blaming a lot on Venables when they kicked the field yeah, goal, which that. I actually – listen, listen. I actually agreed with the field goal because it puts you up three, and if you get a stop, the game's over. Okay. But listen. It okay. Listen, let me finish. Let me finish. If, if they go score a touchdown there – Texas Tech's going to score a touchdown either way. I mean, I don't. I like the decision to go for, but here's the deal: you you got to make one single tackle, guys, in the backfield. The Can I explain my, my 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 thoughts on Venables? Because seventy five percent of this game is on the coaching staff, and I'm going to explain why. Okay, fourth and first off, you definitely go for it. Yeah, it looks good that he made the field goal, and you're up three. You you, you just said earlier. You're sick of scoring 48 and losing. Then I guess maybe try to score 52 because we weren't going to stop them and hold them to just a – that's ridiculous to think that our defense was going to make a stop. Second of all, if you are relying on your defense to make a stop, you don't go to the end of the game with three – we weren't even set on fourth and seven. Fourth and seven, our guys – our D-line standing up. We don't know what to do. They snapped the ball. Why aren't we calling a timeout and getting a break? Well, here's the deal. That's my biggest – that's probably my number one complaint – about the coaching staff this year, that's my number one complaint, is the defense, they can't get stops and they're gassed. And you could tell it, but David Aguebu, you know, he's, he's he, you can tell when he's chasing that guy down, he doesn't have the speed and he's gassed already. We got it like Canick played earlier in the year. At some point, we got to give those guys, even if it's two plays off, a breather. The linebackers, I don't think the linebackers come out of the game the whole game. Am I wrong? Oh, Have they been out no, of the game the whole no, game? No, they don't. And then there were several times, like especially in that fourth quarter, whenever David Aguigbu and Danny Sussman were both tapping their heads to Brent Venables and he was telling them no, he, that they had to stay in the game. Hey, maybe someone there's no can convince Aguigbu that he's uh, going to get drafted so he opts out of the bowl game so we don't have to watch him again.
That'd be nice. I just don't oh. understand the even at the end of the game. Okay, we have three timeouts. Could have used a timeout to give give your defense some rest if if you're going to leave the same guys out there. Or they subbed that one time on a fourth down. We could have at least. At least. Yeah, Tech did that to us. Why don't we sub? Tech did us all day. They'd sub in slowly. And the other thing, Hunter, is we had three timeouts with 31 seconds left, and we let – they're going to kick the field goal. We let them run the clock down to eight seconds. We could yeah, have 31 seconds to try to get the field goal. the only game that I am not going to criticize Dylan Gabriel. I mean, I, I texted that Dylan Gabriel is going to have 12 touchdowns because I really thought we were going to go to OT, and he was just on it tonight, you know. And that's a hundred percent. You call a timeout there. Forget if Jer if Joey McGuire wants to. Oh yeah, let's go for it. Well, maybe our defense can get a stop. Call a timeout before it. Let him have to think about it. One and then two. If they kick the field goal, you still have twenty seconds left on the clock. Same thing on the kick. Why do we just knee it? Like run it. Like you're already going to take a knee the next play. I mean, that's what we did from our own 20. You're not going to run a play from that. We played scared, Try to run it back. You can't – how do you say they play scared? They scored 48. We're, what was scared about uh, it? We, we ran the ball, like, almost every what? play of the hey. game. Hey. Hey. What are you – you hey. didn't even watch the game if you think that. Hey. Get hey. off here. He's talking, here. Sec he talking hey. second and third hey. quarter when we kind of went toe between the legs and a couple times we could have went – one. we punted one on fourth and two – uh, in in the second and third quarter when we should have went for it, when, and then now what what do you think about the trick play in overtime? I yeah, liked it. It was it it was. I liked it play. too. Stoops uh, left Stoops left him out to dry. He well, kind of lobbed it more than well, he needed to. Stoops threw it way too late too. Well, that's yeah, what happens hey, yeah. when you have a wide receiver throwing the football. I mean, yeah, well, stuff look, like that's gonna happen. Look, and then I also want to take it back to, it's like. Guys, we've been complaining to Dylan Gabriel all year. Whenever he plays one good game, our defense cannot come up. He's played more than one Dylan good game. Gabriel, guys, Dylan Gabriel was great Jeremy. tonight, and I give the guy all the props because he came back in after the hit. But do we have a timeout in overtime? Yes or yes? Yeah. Yes. Then why aren't you using it when he's over there getting treatment instead of it wouldn't have mattered. He still has to sit out. Not if you call a timeout. Yeah, he still has to sit out of play. Well, also it's like. I mean, I don't I'm sure we'll get to the kick in a little bit, but there is no reason why, okay? If I'm OU because I'm sure you guys saw on that third down whenever Gabriel got sacked, he was hurt. They should have ran the Wildcat another time or two more times cuz I don't think they could stop it three times cuz they couldn't stop the run game. Oh, yeah, but Here's listen, that, that's that, don't try a quarterback run on third and 11. Well, I couldn't tell if he just took off because that guy blitzed. No, that was a design play, I'm telling you. The receivers were a, blocking down the field, guys. That was a design okay, play. Okay, but that, that listen, my Jeff Levy's overtime my, calls were not great outside the trick play. Listen, but here's the deal. The people that that every play call Jeff Levy calls, they say, I didn't like that call. Horrible. I didn't like that call. That was a horrible call. It's ridiculous. The offense puts up points. It doesn't matter. The, the play call, you know, you say, why are they running the ball? Well, open up the deep ball later on. I mean, to say that they're running the ball too much, or my biggest complaint about the offense is they don't run enough time, which that that's my that's biggest complaint. It has nothing to do with the play calls. Well, also, I mean, like – 
I don't want to hear any more crap about the play calling because I was there. The amount of times players were open and Gabriel just didn't see him because there was pressure on his face is wild. Because there was back-to-back -back plays. There was at least one, I remember, where Farouk was running wide open down the middle of the field and Gabriel had uh, a guy right in his face. So he had to dump it out into the flat to Willis. But the, the play calling I've noticed has not been the problem. It's been the ability to execute. It's the execution, oh, oh, and that oh. goes with defense too. Well, when you look I, at it, look at C.J. Colden. He came up first. Listen, first year on the team. First year on the team. How many games now does he have an interception? Like five or six? Yeah. Okay. You know, you have other guys that drop it, and I, I'm not going to call any names. I'm just saying, like. The culture of our defense, and this is the same with the fans, and uh, Jeremy, you may get mad at this, but listen, the fans are so mind all the, they they rely on the offense so much that no matter what, it's never fire Ted Roof or it's always fire Jeff Levy, get rid of him. When they're putting up hey, points and scoring on every drive, it's so dumb. Fire Ted Roof. I said it. Okay, but I'm just saying Ted the majority Roof. of the fans. The majority of fans lean on the offense, tonight. and they don't care about the defense stinks. Okay, the hey, defense was great last Ted week, Roof though. was not calling the play. The defense was great against a horrible offense. Oklahoma State's horrible offense. They're not horrible offense. Yes, okay. they, Spencer Sanders was a, a shadow of himself. He was injured. They were nothing okay, like they Jay, normally are. The defense had been improving, and once they allowed a touchdown, they played a great first part of the game today. And then it's just like Jekyll and Hyde with this defense. And guys, as good as Billy Bowman has been, he was horrific tonight. He was he's, horrible. He's tonight. injured. He's injured. If he's injured, then don't play. Hey, hey Robert uh, Spears Jennings. Guys, guys, I think uh, last week, whenever we put him back on kickoff, He's starting to feel pain again because he returned some kicks. Well, he only returned solution. one kick. Don't put your star players on kickoff or Can, punt. That is hey, that talk is about kickoffs. You talk about tell between your legs. We haven't called fair catches all year. Why are we fair catching every kickoff tonight? Well, well maybe they saw something in their in their kick coverage. I mean, I'm, I I don't know. I'm not a coach. When are you going to become the offensive coordinator of Oklahoma? I don't Jeremy? know, but you need to be. Because okay, you first off, I have the right to criticize calls. And I, if you read through the thread tonight, I was talking – I didn't criticize a whole lot of play calls. I was in the second second and third quarter when we ran – that we were run heavy. And I got the play chart. I got the drive charts if you want me to show you. When we started – it was wide open down the field. Finally went to Theo Weiss. They could not – you want to know how many catches Marvin Mims had in the second half, Jay? I know he only had like one. Zero. No, he had one. Zero. Oh. No, it was oh, called it was back. Penalty. It was it called was back. Zero catches to Marvin Mims. Okay? All yeah, I'm saying I, is there's some things the offense could have done better in the middle of the part of that game. They left points out there. You're you're asinine if you don't believe they left points out there, Jay. I'm not saying they didn't leave points, but no blame really can be blamed when you score 48 points and 700 yards. No, That's not no, on the offense. Except, except – even before no, half. No, no, you can't say they've scored forty-eight points and seven hundred something yards. I can Guys, still criticize some things the coaching did before. I half, can criticize some before half. I can criticize them, some things the coaches did. Yes, we ran the ball. But to say fire Jeff Lebby is ridiculous. I never said fire Lebby. I have a text from you. I said Lebby can go for all I care. Oh, that's the same thing. And I'm not the wow. only one calling for it when he can't run clock. Hey. I agree. The clock management. 
and, and that's to me is where this game was lost. Jay, Just like Jay, last he's week. Backwards thinking. Listen, okay. There was right before half. <laughs> before half, instead of us going down there and scoring, he hands the ball off three times, and then they get the ball back and score. He doesn't use his. He doesn't think. I don't understand what. Yeah, you you do. saw the stat. We were up twenty four to six with three thirty one left in the first half, and we go into half twenty four twenty three. That's your ball game. That's on Levy, and that's on the defense too. They how do they score three times in three? One minutes? of those is a pick. The other one, we the other one, we went three and out in a minute no on three excuses. Handoffs. I'm done. I'm done with hey, excuses on offense and defense. Jason, Jeremy, we've I have lost a question for you guys. You guys, yeah, have been OU fans much longer than I have, probably about twenty years longer. Uh, anyhow, where does this loss rank compared to like the likes of the Oregon loss from officiating? Oh, I mean, the, the Oregon loss was so blatant that. I mean, that's the single-handedly why they lost. Hey, I would say oh, this was pretty much there. We Hunter, have a yeah, field but goal. I, I agree. Here's Hunter, there was a lot Hunter. of things. Hunter, here's what's different. Hunter, there was a, here's what's different. There was a lot of things in this. Well, here's what's different but, about the about the losses. Because we're in the freaking Big Twelve and we need to get out of there as quick as possible. We didn't get any replays. Even the kick, there should the the Oregon call on the onside kick. There was five to ten replays of that kick. It was blatant. That's why it was blatant. If we would have seen some replays, yeah, that's my biggest complaint. They don't show the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve usually review everything under the sun, and they didn't review hardly anything tonight. That's what the spots, the the targetings. Yeah, it's just like I said earlier in the game. There was a play where Gray got blatantly targeted. Oh, it was so obvious. And, and it wasn't called. But, like, I also want to take it back to another play that could have lost them the game was that whenever Colden got the pick, they were on the opposite side of 50. They had a perfect opportunity to score and potentially put this game right into their hands, and they didn't do it. They got a field yeah, goal. Yeah, we did. Yes. Because it was a dumb three and out. And that was – those three three plays were the worst play calls. It goes night. hand in I, hand. I understand. It goes hand in hand, offense and defense. We can't separate the two. The defense was horrible. The offense didn't help them out with no long drives. And I don't even care about the drive chart if you score, but when you go three and out on runs in a minute, I mean, if you're going to run the ball, then run it, but run some clock. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't go – Throw it deep three times you sure and, and run against 10 seconds Jay, off. Because they couldn't cover anything. They did at one time, and they punted. So, no, you they, can't. They punted because there was no interference call when they tugged on Mims' jersey. It was a touchdown. Well, you're not going to get that call. The one you're not going to get it. Actually, could have called it that one, too. They grabbed his left arm, and he was going for the catch. Okay, The, for, the plays were wide open. calls. But, guys, it comes down to this, in my opinion. And I think we said earlier in the year on one of our early podcasts, the culture of our defense – is basically the offense will save them. And I'm serious. That is the mindset of anybody that's been on this team for over two years. And you look at guys like Deshaun White, which he's had a good year, don't get me wrong, but when it's time to step up and make a play, they just don't. They don't They did do it tonight, but they did last week. Them. Do not play them. I don't care who they are, how long they've been here. Do not play them. Hey, put someone hey, else in. Hey, I'm also so tired of seeing the Justin Broyles and Trey Mer Trey uh, Morrison safety duo. That maybe the worst safety duo in America. They don't do anything except stand there and bicker at each other. 
I swear, dude. Because two times whenever Texas Tech were right on the field, it was them two in the game together. Hey, Coleman Key played a lot. Not Coleman. Uh, Key Lawrence played a lot more tonight, and I. Key Lawrence pl played a good game. He he, made he missed a lot of tackles. He, he missed some tackles and dropped two picks we should have hey, had. That pick we just that didn't just make, execute. Literally would have changed the game, like a hundred. Yeah, that's that what I'm puts saying. Puts us in good field position for the offense. He's not a player. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just can't make the play. We're not a winning football team, guys. We're six and six in Norman, Oklahoma. I mean, hey, hey, I think this team is farther away from. Good than they are to bad. I mean, no. Listen, Jackson. Four lo four losses were by basically one possession. Mm. I think you got to get rid of the guys that the guys that have been here forever. We need, and and that's the frustrating thing is they could have played anyone tonight and lot not lost their red shirt. We didn't send anyone in there. They all play that, on that special teams. Yeah, I don't. The, the red shirt means absolutely nothing. No one's getting red shirted. They've all played. Four plus games, special teams wise, put them in on defense. Like they, they cannot be worse. And if they are, they're freshmen. I Especially mean, if they, the defense they is tired. Be expected to make them. That would be, well, and so guys, that gassed. would be my. It, listen, that would buy be, be my. If I was a media and I had a media credential and I was at the press conference today, that would be the first question I asked Brent: Is hey. Last game against OSU, y'all played 102 plays on defense. This week you played, Brody, you can look it up. It had to have been in the 90s. Listen, in both those games, not one linebacker took a break. Either you're really bad depth-wise, which they are low, but or you're just scared. I mean, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand. Somebody needs to ask him, why hasn't Kanek, Kobe McKenzie, Kip Lewis, why haven't any of them played at all? all like what's the reason if he says like if he would to say well they're not experienced okay but they can't be any worse i mean when those guys are gassed i mean Igwebu, he's not already like the super fast oh, linebacker but when he's gassed that quarterback was running away oh, from he him. made him look like a snail hey guys i i know i don't i know we all and look i i, I think venables is still the right guy but hunter brought this up a month ago on the pod and it was this. He needs this offseason, he needs to go meet with Bob Stoops or someone who's been a head coach. Because his management, guys, he's too busy trying to get the defense in the right spot. There's two plays he should have went off on the officials and asked for a review. One was the field goal. He should have went off. He should have called timeout, forced in review. And the other one was the Javante Barnes spot. He should have asked for a measurement. I agree with you on all that. For, he he for wasn't because sure. he's too busy over there trying to coach up defense. He's got to be the head coach if that's hey, what he is, guys. Hey, well, the field goal is not a, a reviewable play. It's a scoring, yeah. You can. It's a yeah. You, you can, can review. It has that. to be no, a reviewable. No, it's it's not. It says it's it, a scoring. It, it's a scoring play, but, Jackson. But in the rule book, it says it's. A, Field goals aren't reviewable or something like that. The UK. I'd like to see that. I don't understand how it cannot be reviewable. Like I it's mean, a scoring play. either. It exactly doesn't make sense. Hey, and watch the replay. The ref wasn't even looking up. It's wide no. right. Like you no. okay? Say slightly right, but you flat out say wide right. Like really? Come on! It went through the upright. I still like, think they lose even if he makes it. I, I'm not even saying that necessarily. I don't know. Defense got to stop.
I mean, well, because they went in a hey, shell. Jay, one thing though, did you see the the Javante Barnes spot? The the ref that was supposed to be spotting that was five yards behind the play on the sideline. There was a ref right there on top of Barnes who actually was going to mark it at the yard line. But the tool comes in from the side. He's five yards deep. There's no chance he saw with it. Brent's got to ask for a measurement and a review of that. Three timeouts. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. If they're not gonna, if they're not gonna stop it and review it, you got to get on that ref to either call you call a timeout and get in his ear to maybe they will review it. But the lack of reviews in a Big Twelve game today is probably usually the Big Twelve is over the top on their reviews and they review everything the there was three targetings they should have reviewed there was at least three spots i know you can't review pass interference but that first pass interference the guy looked up at the jumbotron and then called it no pass interference i mean and look we can talk we officiating too all night because it was so bad and I'm, I'm just sick of the big 12 and really i hate to agree with what texas but texas know you are just getting it man for being in this conference but the thing you got oh you went into this game really looking so much improved after last week. We all talked about in the pregame pod. Look, it's a chance to make a statement again defensively. OU jumps on him 17-0. They actually called a very aggressive fake fake field goal that Braden Willis really should have caught for a touchdown, and Turk would still be a batting a 1,000 on the year for his completion percentage. That was a great call. You get up 17-0, and then here it comes. Downward spiral, never can recover, and it's just frustrating. It never got back settled on defense. Didn't use timeouts to get them settled. I, I don't know hey, what else to say. But listen, if y'all remember right after the Kansas game on our pod, I said it. Same thing after West Virginia. What did I say, Hunter, about the defense? Do you remember? Their their mentality no, is so – it's so soft. Remember, they when it's time – when it's time to make a play, or if anything adversity at all happens, you're up 24-6, they score. The, when the offense didn't score, it's like what happened? The defense was like, oh, crap. Now we're going to go try to make something. And they just fold, the guys. They just absolutely, they can't bow up and make the play when they need to. And that you look at four games this year, Baylor, West Virginia, Texas Tech, there's one more. Kansas State. K-State, you bow up on third and 15 on K-State, and you win the game probably. They just can't make that play. And to me, you can coach it all they want, all you all you want, but listen, at some point when it comes down to tackling and making plays, you got to have a player. When you got a cheetah position, Deshaun White needs to be a player that's going to be in the well, NFL. Jay, Billy Bowman's going to be in the NFL, and he was pathetic tonight. He had a bad game tonight, but I still think he's just injured. He didn't look as fast. I think he's injured. Then pull him. Same. He really like there were several plays where he was just like lining up at safety and he wouldn't even get all the way down into his stance. So I don't know if he re-aggravated it or something. That's what had to happen. But I mean, guys, I I think really there's going to be a massive exodus over these next couple of weeks of guys in the transfer portal. Cross the yeah. nation. I mean, hey, would you say? And this is a concern I have about Venables. We talked about how he's very accountable, and there's a lot of culture things that we agree with that we want to see change on there, and he's the guy to do it. But is he going to be too loyal? Nope. Because I, I feel like he's too loyal to some of these seniors, guys. No, look. Well, there is also – well, a lot of these seniors are going to be gone, too, that are playing this year. Well, it's just like – 
let's be realistic with ourselves because at the at the beginning of the year we were to, after that Nebraska game, we maybe got too ahead of ourselves. I mean, yeah, everyone did because like I mean I I know on this podcast I know. Uh, I believe Brody said that he doesn't see any way that this team is not a playoff team this year, which I thought was wild. But it's just like I even agreed with him that this team, if they put it all together, has a chance to make the playoff. And they've they underperformed all year, flat out. They haven't executed 50% of their plays this year, which is pathetic. <clears throat> so, I mean, change is coming, guys. Now, I don't. there's not going to be any change on the staff, I don't think. Because the, this, only the, senior, I, the, the coaching isn't the problem. It's the talent. The only defensive senior that should stay next year is uh, CJ Cole. Oh, yeah. Everyone else. The no. dude is a like, don't they have to apply for a, They have to apply for a medical hardship for him. He's actually out of eligibility, but he actually missed a lot of time at 18 and 19 at Wyoming. So for him to be back, and that's the first thing I'm doing in the offseason is trying to get C.J. Colden back, but they got to apply for a hardship for Caleb him. Caleb Kelly got one of those a couple of years ago. He can get one too. I agree. That's, that's the first thing you got to do. This, well, this bowl no, game, no. I hate to even – yeah, there's going to be a mass exodus, but there better be some, some young guys just starting in the bowl game. Well, you're going to see some young guys because you can yeah, like yeah. you can mark it down. Anton Harrison's not going to play. Eric Gray's probably going to opt out. No, I mean, he'd be stupid to play. No, He's not winning. opting out. No, I think if Eric any of them opt out, I lose all respect for them. Venable Especially after what Venable said. That's what I'm getting at. They should not opt out. If you want to talk about, oh, Venables is this, Venables is that. The players talk so great of them. They they all do, and I'm not disagreeing with them. You know. Like they they just they talk of how great Venables is, but then if they end up opting out, it's just a slap in the face to him. Yeah, about the bowl game, this could be OU's first losing season since nineteen ninety eight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they gotta win the bowl game, and it's it's gonna be like Arkansas. I mean, you gotta go win the bowl game, but I I don't know if they will. To be honest, I mean. If you look back at the, I mean, every time you think they're getting better, then you they do this performance, and you look back and you're like, well, was Oklahoma State really any good? No. So maybe that's why they look so good on Typical defense. game in Lubbock, Texas. Even though it looked like it was going to be a massacre, this always happens in Lubbock. I, the, the superstition of this place is ridiculous. But that's what I'm saying, though. You can go back to when Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes went against each other, and all I heard after that game was, wow, these offenses. That's what I'm saying. The mindset is, it's it's like always, the offense got to keep scoring. These offenses tonight you know, aren't even close to those offenses, Jay. Did you guys see what? Put up uh, about as many yards. Wait, what? What? Did you see what Dean Blevins just tweeted? Oh, what was it? I guess Ted Roof says he just he just hates it for the young men that are hurting and doing so many good things. I guess talking about the defense. I wonder what good things he's seeing from them because there's not many. I mean, the only good thing yes. I really saw tonight was uh, Ethan Downs and then uh, C.J. Golden's interception. I mean, other than that, yeah. Well, and then also Ethan Downs, like, guys. Ethan Downs took a major step in the right direction. Hey, he was great, actually. Jordan, Jordan yeah. Kelly was great. Lulaw, Lalu was amazing tonight. I thought he put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but 
Well, hey, it's well, it's just like I said before we started this. I believe, guys, Lalu got held so much when Shuck would roll out to the right. It was it was at least four or five calls, and I'm I'll lay I'll let you guys finish, and I'll go on a rant about Texas Tech fans. Jeremy, weren't you the one a couple of weeks ago who said Ethan Downs shouldn't be playing? I said Ethan Downs was having a horrible year, and he was. He, but th this is the epitome, guys. He's been pretty good these past couple. He's weeks. been great the past two weeks. This is the epitome of the season. Some guys, some weeks. Some guys, another. If they could ever put it all together on both sides of the ball, yeah, they'd be ridiculous. And maybe that's what we'll see next year, but. There were some things I did see. I didn't think we were as aggressive. Now, they did call some great calls. We were all out blitzed on a couple of third downs, and they screened us, which they had the perfect play call for that. But, you know, Ted Roof, we know he's the lame duck. I, I don't know that he's going to be here next year, guys. Uh, Venables was doing a lot more of the play calling than Ted Roof, though, and we all know that. But I don't know. There, I was a little upset about – it was almost like Venables was in a tunnel or some kind of Twilight Zone tonight that he wasn't even – he was so animated last week, guys. And tonight, no. even on the field goal, he wasn't animated no, at all. Look, Brent, Brent Venables, a lot of times during the commercial break, chew, chewed out the refs tonight and because there was a point where you could see him. He was screaming across the field at, at the refs. And then it's just like – I mean, I, I guess I'll start talking about Texas Tech fans – they were very disrespectful and arrogant. They were uh, chanting "fou" half the game. They would they were booing our team for no reason, and they don't have any manners. They're all, booing all because they're not OU fans, Jackson. Well, no, I know what I'm saying. Like, have some respect. We know yeah. they don't. Look, that that's we, nothing we, shocking. No, My thing is the I tortilla throwing should be a penalty. It. Oh yeah, the tortilla throwing is terrible. I mean. It's it's dangerous because if a player steps on one, they could injure themselves bad. Hey, I know we've talked a lot about the players and and they make mistakes and you know not they're just play the young guys and I'm not here to bash players. I I'm not, I'm really not. I'm not a I'm not this guy sucks or whatever. But my whole thing is you can't you can't have this many players on the team and go that many plays especially as a linebacker, you can play, can't play that many plays defensively and be at your best. You can't do it. And even Venables early in the year said, we got to play more guys. We need to get guys experience. And they were. But once they hit the Big 12 play, it's like it's like nobody's playing as far as subs. I mean, And I that's my complaint. Am I wrong? Jay, that's my complaint. And what Hunter brought up about Ted Roof saying, hi, he's – Feels bad. The guys, the guy, young guys, they're doing a lot of good things. Well, maybe they are doing some good things, but when they're gassed, call timeout or get them out of there. Robert Spears Jennings played more three weeks ago and actually made plays than he's played in the last two weeks. Jared Canick, he didn't see the field except special teams. Uh, but then, then we throw that uh, the guy at receiver at number six, Shelton, out there, and we. There's question. I just don't get why some Gentry Williams. I don't think saw the field on a defensive snap well, at all tonight. Did he? There's nothing wrong with the LV uh, Bunkley Shelton playing. I don't see anything wrong with it. No, I was just mad at the five yard pass behind the line of scrimmage play call on that one. Hey, but I mean, Jeremy, I will 
feel your pain tonight on this short screen pass stuff sometimes because there were times where all they had to do was fake pump that screen, screen pass and send someone deep in that guaranteed touchdown because that's what they did with Mims, I'm pretty sure. Hey, okay, but listen. Le Le what Lebby's listen. great at, guys, Lebby, hey, I'm getting ready to talk about Lebby in a good way, Jay. You might want to listen to this and mark it down in video and record it and, and make sure you can timestamp this thing. But It'll be the first thing. First Jeff Lebby, Jeff Lebby's great on the, about the first few drives. And then, not tonight, he got he got back into it in the thir late third, early fourth quarter, and we put up 17 points in a span of like three drives. But in the middle of the game when they made adjustments, Jeff Lebby last week said he got too conservative. He did it again today. But the opening drive, dude, you can't stop him. His, his play calling is ridiculous. They're not conservative enough, in my opinion. When they get the lead, they got to be more conservative and run clock. With this defense, you get up 24-6, you need to run more clock and be more conservative. Period. I don't know what you're talking about. They were they were too conservative. They weren't conservative enough. No. Well, and then it's also like every single time they do run the play call guy, it's whenever Texas Tech would sub and they would have guys run off the field purposely on slow. Levy himself hey, Levy himself said he was too conservative last week. And he was too conservative tonight on play calls. I'm not – yeah, he for sure needs to be more conservative on the time. I'm not disagreeing there, but there were a, a lull, and even the announcers who were awful tonight on the on the television broadcast, they were horrible, but they kept saying, they're in a lull, they're just – and then we finally went back to throwing the – there was no way they were stopping Mims and Weiss and Stoops down the field, guys. No possible chance. They didn't stop them, so I don't know what you're talking about. They didn't stop them. We went, so we went in a shell a little bit for about four or five series. They scored forty-eight points. I, you know, I agree, I, I, Jay. They did. I'm just I'm, pointing out some things. I mean, Greg Stoops. I, I know you're Greg pointing Stoops out. Stoops had a two hundred seventy-five pound guy guarding him, Jay. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, also it's just like I mean, I guess we can talk. I mean, Texas Tech's offense, guys. They ran the same play five or six times, and they always got a big third down conversion on it. It felt like a stupid whip route where they would line up in a in like a set on both sides, where where I don't know what it's called, but they would where they would send one guy straight at the field, another guy behind him. He would run the whip route every single time. We couldn't guard it. So I mean, okay, hey, I got a question, guys. Hunter, you answer first, okay? Um, going into next season, what is the biggest need for this team? Probably, honestly, because I, I don't think the defense is going to get better next year. I mean, I still think it's a couple years out, you know, on improvements being made because – for any chance of improvement, it's going to have to be basically close to 11 new starters. I mean, obviously not 11, but I would say eight or more new starters, and that's a lot to ask out of a year one defense. Well, so, okay. Uh, so I would say Jackson Arnold. I mean, we have to have someone that's going to constantly put us in the best position to win because that's all he does for Denton Geyer right now. Did you see – like his play today was unreal. I mean, unreal, hundred percent. The reason why they're winning still in the playoffs and that they're twelve and zero going to the state championship. Oh yeah, well for sure. It's also like, I mean, 
I would say because I'm not going to say linebacker depth because I expect guys to emerge next year like Kobe McKenzie. I expect to play quite a bit next year. Jaron Kanick, I expect to play. Kip Lewis, I expect to see the field. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But, I mean, I would say the biggest need is probably going to have to be the defensive back. No, I'll say defensive It could be receivers, guys. If Mims goes pro, I know Mims could come back. Uh, if uh, Mims, Weiss, and Stoops can all come back, starts with the wide receiver coach. And I agree with what Hunter said. You need a QB that's going to win you a game. Well, you cannot tell me that Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel was great tonight. We're not saying that. I, the key, I what Hunter I said, bash him tonight. No, I've what Hunter said was I'm consistently. Hunter, Hunter used the word consistent quarterback. And that's. That's the thing we're really missing. I, I'm not saying Dylan Gabriel is the reason for the loss tonight. He was not. But everyone's pointed out the four losses that were by single digits, one possession games. Three of those losses, excluding tonight, if we had a better quarterback, we win. We find a way to win. That's that's just the truth. There's no way. Over. You, you hey. need playmakers hey, Hunter, defensively. Yeah, you do need a lot of playmakers defensively, but Hunter – one thing you said, and this just makes this whole year even worse, is you got Kayla Williams probably going to win the Heisman. You got Spencer Rattler two weeks in a row knocking off top five, ten teams. I mean, that's just like – Put South Carolina in the playoffs. Oh, no. They got four losses. Yes. They've won two straight games against – Hey, guys, teams. you're talking Kay- – Max, du- Max Duggan might win the Heisman. Yeah, no, is. Caleb Williams going to win it. You're telling me you would rather Bama in the playoffs over South Carolina. Bama hasn't beat anybody. South Carolina has beat two top ten teams back to back weeks. Hunter, Hunter, listen. If USC loses and TCU loses, Alabama's in. Why? Yeah, they'll why be in. They I agree. They'll be in. They'll I'm get in. Why. They're going to get in. I'm not saying they should. Why? Why? Because they're in the SEC. They're ranked. They're, they're in the ranked SEC. six already. South Carolina's in the SEC as well. But they have four losses. I don't care. They beat two top hey, ten teams. This is why they got beat by Arkansas by four. This is why college football is great and why college football sucks. Because it doesn't matter how great you're playing at the end of the year. If you lost early, you're screwed, and that's what sucks. Hey, but. On OU, the defense, I think, is going to be better next year. It has to be. It has to be under Venables. I mean, Clemson is a fraud without Brent Venables. They're begging Brent to come back, but we haven't seen a whole lot better this year. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying they're going to be a lot better. I see your uh, Twitter argument with this idiotic Lubbock, Texas, Texas Billy dude. What in the? Yeah, he doesn't even have a single tweet. All he does is go and talk crap and comments. Wait, what is this? This 2014. This dude, I I, I said that the Big 12 handed Tech the win on a silver platter, and he basically said, I'm the typical OU fan that blames everything on the refs. It's the first time in 20 years it's went against us officiating-wise, and it's like, 
I mean, if you watch the game, you, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you, there was flat out a field goal that was called, not a field goal when it was good. Like that's, I have never once seen that before in my life. I still can't get over that. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Jason who asked me what loss hurts the most. And I think I said Georgia in 2018. Yeah, this loss, absolutely. I know it's only an hour after the loss, but to have the game taken away from you in so many different ways from the officiating, is, it doesn't sit right with me. I mean, I can't even – the defense was so bad, but I can't even necessarily be upset over that part. It's the fact that I saw three points on the board get called. They're telling me that it's not good when I saw it go in. And it I agree. There's so – the defense was horrible. There, there was mistakes. There were so many ways OU could have and should have won this game. The time management was awful. The coaching decisions, very questionable. The effort seemed to be there all along, but I agree. It's it's the blatant missed spots consistently by the Big 12 officiating crew all year that's just baffling to me. The missed spot is – I don't understand that. Well, yeah, and I mean, the missed spot, especially by the Javante Barnes one, was the worst one of the night. But, I mean, I'm going to go – I'm going to go to the field goal now. In the game – where we were sitting, we were sitting on the end zone, and it's kind of hard to tell whether or not it goes in or not. And it looked like it definitely went through the upright. I mean, I don't know if y'all see the video. The, the no, I have. I've seen the photos on Twitter. It on Twitter, man, it's and then, by, it's, it's in by two feet. Yeah, and then and then it's also just like Hunter said, this loss this loss hurts the most since Georgia. I mean, you guys, that's an absolute dumb. That's an absolute dumb take. No, it's not. It's because they're a six and five football team going into this but, game. This loss does not hurt as it, much as Georgia. No, this loss it hurts nothing matter. like Georgia. True. That's a dumb it's, take. No, I'm just okay. saying on to have a yeah. loss completely. I mean, honestly, the forty-nine nothing in Texas loss. So Venable said that Venable's in the post game. Guys, Venable's in the post game presser said the field goal was not reviewable. Yeah, that's what I said, and. The and that's how they can screw you on that. And the other thing is this. Venables also said lack of discipline again. How many times are we going to hear yeah, lack of discipline? He also it's true. The coaching staff, once again, takes time this year. The coaching staff has been blamed for a loss. Nothing has changed. He does Who always take the blame, I guess. Yeah, he's not going to blame anything on the players. No, I just mean, okay, yeah. Right? The blame's one thing. Sometimes. Sometimes I would rather just not even, like, take the blame. I've seen Lincoln, like, make all the excuses in the world and, like, whatever. But, like, you keep on taking the blame and you're not changing anything. That's what drives me crazy. Well, I think we're going to well, see some talk- massive changes in the off season. Well, that's going to start this week. Guys are going to start hitting the portal now before the bowl I think before game. midnight tonight, or is it about – I think before midnight some of them hit the portal. We already know of a couple that are not on the well, roster. Okay, do you, do you guys know what happened with Jason uh, Llewellyn? He got injured. hurt last week. He's so on the roster. Said, yeah, someone said he wasn't. I didn't see him on the roster. I saw a tweet because somebody listed as the inactives for tonight. They listed uh, 
They like put stars on the roster on who's all inactive. So Daniel Parker was listed for the tight end, obviously, mm-hmm. with everything that happened with him. But no, the tweet they put out, they put Andrew Rame tight end and then Andrew Rame offensive lineman. Like some kind of mess up. And I just thought it was interesting that Jason Llewellyn wasn't listed on there as he obviously wasn't there as he was on Twitter talking about Theo Weiss's amazing catches. Hey, I will that Mims catch tonight was unreal and the Weiss one, but receivers made some plays tonight. I will say that Lincoln Riley, as he was coaching at OU, he it took him some time, even as calling plays, to realize that we need to run some clock with this defense and maybe give Levy a year or two, but that he doesn't match up well when your defense is this bad to be not running clock at all. And that's a that's a head coach issue. Venables has to take the lead there and say, look, we need to change our philosophy a little bit or at least in the middle of a game, something. It's just frustrating. That continues to be a problem after we hear about Hey, but we'll feel better come Tuesday when we get an apology, an apology from Brett Yormack and an apology saying I got to be better at play calling from Jeff Webb. Yeah, and he'll say I can't, I can't be so conserved. I got to get better at time management. What do you want him to say? I don't know, but let's. It's it's enough, dude. Let's saying you're going to get better for six weeks. I don't know. And we're going to see a, we're going to see a lot of changes in the next three weeks. Yeah. What would you give the staff, guys? What grade well, would you uh, give the staff well, of the year? My, my C. I'm giving them a C minus, guys. I, well, we, we should have beat these teams. We had more talent than. Yeah, I mean, if I was to say, first half of the year, uh, a D. Second like half of the year, a B, because they. They improved over the, over the second half of the year, even we though they struggled in our games. last four games against worse teams, and barely beat Can. I mean, I don't know if they really improved. I mean, I think their their best three games were the first three games of the year. And really, yeah. didn't have a lot of injuries here at the end. Probably the healthiest we've been all year. Well, they had O line issues today. I think that kind of hurt them in the hey. running. Hey, well, well, I mean. In the first couple drives, Guyton kind of struggled a little bit, but Guyton played one heck of a game. Yeah, Harrison Harrison was the one that was bad tonight. Well, also, yeah, he got hurt, too. He rolled his ankle pretty bad. So, I mean, but it's just like you guys were talking about. What guys do you think you would expect to see enter the transfer portal this offseason? Like, do you guys have any names? I mean, I don't don't like to say names, but. I mean, I, that's just speculation, but you're gonna see you're gonna see a good number. I say at least fifteen to twenty people. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think we basically have already seen a couple of them, and Clayton Smith and Kevonta Henry, and Co- and Co- Kevonta Henry was a guy who was recruited by the staff too. Yeah, they need to go get that guy that they need to go get that tra- that Texas A and M guy that just hit the portal tonight. Well, they they need to get a lot of guys. Six five two eighty or something. Yeah, defensive that, that end. needs to be the top of our list. Venables doesn't like the portal, but I mean, if you don't hit it this year, we're just gonna be. Jaden Davis is leaving. Jaden Davis year. won't be here. That might be pretty fair to say, 
because he's lost his job every single year he started the year starting stripling corner. was is he a senior he may Lee he may enter the portal we didn't see a lot of Ro Robert Mason and Thomas tonight he played not much mm. yeah all right guys look here's this here's the thing about the kick uh, reviews in the rule book it says Article 1, re reviewable plays involving a potential score include a potential touchdown or safety. Exception, safety by penalty for fouls that are not specifically reviewable. Field goal attempts if and only if the ball is rude, A, below or above the crossbar, inside or outside the uprights when it is lower than the top of the uprights. If the ball is higher than the top of the uprights as it crosses the end line, the play may not be reviewed. So since it was above them, they can't review it. Yeah. So I just saw Braden Willis and Marvin Mims are for sure playing in the bowl game, they say. Yeah. Well, Braden Willis is in a boot too. Well, yeah. Well, I, I know you uh, You guys said he got hurt in pregame, and I said I saw him jog back to the locker, to the locker room early. Outside but. of that drop, he played a pretty great game tonight. But, hey, with Venable's comments, like Hunter said earlier, Hunt, I think Venables made that comment this week because he knew what was ahead with the bowl game. And it was almost a challenge, I think, to the players of don't opt out here, guys. Come on, finish this. But, man, after tonight, I would hope they don't, but we'll see. That's It's good to hear that. Hey, this was probably, if you go back and watch it again and watch tape, this was probably the worst defensive performance as far as tackling and then the angles they were taking all for year. tackles all year. I mean, some of the angles they took, I mean, it was just like, yeah, they have no chance on this. I mean, oh, they're already bad I angles. I'm going to – Deshaun White did it three times. Oh, he had a horrendous game tonight. I mean, horrendous. Worst game of the year by far. By far. And you know what bothers me is when guys are having a bad game, and then they hit somebody pretty hard, and they stand over him. I'm like, dude, you've gotten that lit all day. Me crazy. Look, it drives me. We haven't seen it as much with this staff celebrating. Whenever you allow a nine yard run on first down, you celebrate like you just stopped them on fourth down. Like, get back and make a play. Hey, did you see the one in yeah. the OSU West Virginia game today? Defensive back celebrating a completion. I it was incomplete. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I think guys, the next week's gonna be a lot of stuff happening. So Yeah, well I mean it's interesting to see. Well, I, I mean, Jason, me and you called the upset today of the Wolverines over the over Ohio State. Yeah, that was a no brainer. Come yep. on, it was a brainer. Hey, LSU got destroyed too. There's a lot of things happening, but this is going to be – if OU goes 6-7 and seven and Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams win a college football playoff, wow. They're not winning a playoff. They have a chance. I mean, they do, but I don't think they can. They're not winning. The only way it's up against Georgia. You think they're going to beat yeah. Georgia? What's going to happen if Lincoln Riley goes against his brother, Garrett Riley? Uh, TCU wins. What I hope happens is if, you know, somehow – now, they they probably wouldn't do this, but just say that that USC struggles. They end up beating Utah. 
Is there any chance they take Ohio State over USC? I would. They won't, but I would, but they won't because of the they media. They wouldn't hype. because they the media they hype for Caleb they and the Lincoln. Pac-12 title. West Side Media, dude. Well, then they have the Pac-12 championship. That matters, you know, that conference and championship. That, the, the media stuff drives me crazy. Those teams in California. Hey, but you know California what? California does not deserve sports teams. They don't. They, they're <laughs> crappy fans. They're the worst fans. They hey, come on. They are. They care less. They're bad no, in baseball, they too. Go. The only thing they go to is the Lakers and Dodgers. Everything else, they don't even show up. They're crappy fans. Look at the fans in Nebraska. Nebraska is awful, and they are there every single game. Because it's Nebraska. Their fans bet against them. Guess what? They're still there. Like, people go to games. OU is awful this year. Six and six. Sold out every single game. Still have that consecutive sellout streak. USC hasn't sold out a game in probably 20 years. I'm not disagreeing. I mean, yeah, the, the, the fan base there is, is awful. It's definitely not the mecca of college football, as Lincoln called it. But you know what we're seeing this year in football is I think it's it's the future of college football. And what I mean is as they go to this 12-team playoff, they're going to have to go to it because the parity in college football is is – is the most it's ever been. And it's going to keep doing that way because of the transfer portal. You look at teams like Tennessee, you look at teams like TCU with the transfer portal. Look at, look at OU six and six this year. They go to the portal. They get a good recruiting class. They could go undefeated next year. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, if we use the portal, Venables has shown that he said he doesn't really love the portal, but Hey, Jay, you mentioned earlier about how you're not one to get on guys and, I don't like to either because they are college kids, but the NIL changes everything, okay? When they're getting $50,000, I I think we have rights to get on them. They're getting $50,000 in an education. Uh, to me, that changes things, dude. As far as what? As far as if you want to get on them? Yeah, I mean, when it was just college kids and, you know, they're, they're going there to get a degree, but now that they're getting paid to do this, I think it gives fans a little more right. Well, you know what the NIR really does about that is these these colleges that are that have these collectives, you know, such as OU, they have they have these collectives where everybody on the team makes a certain amount of money. Is if you're a senior and you're not going to get drafted, or you're you're and you're not going to get drafted in the NFL, you know, you're coming back. It's going to make guys that that I want to say maybe should or could move on are going to stay. You know what I mean? Well, also, I mean, I see some guys coming back that, um, that you know, have, like, this thing on their mind that they know they underperformed this year. It's just like uh, Braden uh, Willis has said it, too. He said on his podcast that if he could come back, he would because he hates the taste he's left in Oklahoma fans' mouths and all their mouths because of just – how pathetic this year's been for their expectations coming into the year. Let me ask you a question. They've underperformed. Let me ask you all a question. This team last year, they went, what, 10 and 2? 10 and 2. They could have lost some more games, but they were 10 and 2. They were, if they beat OSU, they may, you know, they win the Big 12, whatever. And they've dominated the Big 12 over the last 10, 12 years, whatever it is. 
Why is this team six and six? Other than the coaching change, you can obviously say the tuition of the players and how many players they lost. But really, what is the reason? Why are they six and six? Well, it's because they don't have a superhuman quarterback, first of all, to save them. Yeah, when you don't have an above average quarterback. I, I, I mean, I'm not blaming him at all. Again, this loss. Not even close on him, but I mean, you have a guy like Caleb or Spencer this year, and we're in the same position we've been in seven years for a big championship. Yeah, because you all these games that are close, you win. Exactly. You know, hey, everyone kind of get ready for a little, give everyone 30 seconds for like maybe final thoughts. You're, you, you got a 30 second. Uh, frame to kind of give your thoughts on the season since this is the last regular season game. Uh, so just kind of think about that. And I can start, but just kind of wanted to give get everyone's final thoughts here before we wrap this thing up tonight. So uh, I'll start tonight. Final thoughts on uh, a six and six season at the University of Oklahoma. I would say shocking that the improvement that I thought was there last week uh, did not show up tonight. Uh, just not a way you want to end the regular season at all. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, when we had, when we had momentum building, uh, and there's a lot of questions that I think need to be answered moving in the offseason and moving in the bowl game. I hope we can end the year with a, a win and stay above 500, but there are lots of questions to be answered. A lot of excitement that is withdrawn from when we saw Brent Venables on the plane yelling boomer. Uh, still think he's the guy. Positive that he's still the guy, but man, it's just tough to swallow tonight uh, to be 6-6 six and six in Norman, Oklahoma. Well, I mean, I'll go next. This is the most disappointing season I've seen as a Sooner fan because I haven't really – I mean, I've seen – I've watched all the seasons, I want to say, since like Trevor Knight and the Sugar Bowl, I want to say. So I really haven't watched a lot of seasons like Jason and Jeremy, like you guys have. But, I mean, you know, I think it's just kind of frustrating because with how the in inconsistency this year by this team because we heard all offseason – that this defense has taken strides. The coaches had even said it, that they expect improvement. And we haven't seen it really that much. Um, and it doesn't make any sense why this offseason, now whenever we go back and look at it, why there isn't more defensive talent on this team than what they were recruited in the transfer portal because – Outside of Jeffrey Johnson and C.J. Colden, most of the guys don't even make an impact on the defensive side of the ball. So, Well, Jackson, you brought it up with the defense making strides to practice this year. I think a lot of that comes from this is honestly the worst offense we've had in a long time. You know, I mean, it, it was – we didn't have the – the offense is going to bail us out. That never once really happened this year. I guess you could say Kansas maybe. But, I mean, uh, other than that, it really didn't happen. But what, what I want to talk about just – I was looking up bowl projections for where we're going to go. I heard a lot of stuff last week on it could be South Carolina, but with South Carolina pulling off the win today, 
that's probably not going to happen. So Aquin Sports has us uh, matching up against Arkansas. Arkansas lost today as well. So, I mean, that's a really good possibility is we're in the Texas Bowl playing Arkansas. I, I think that'd be a good game. I mean, that's going to be a team we're going to be seeing a lot of in a couple of years of the SEC, and that's one that we need to win. I've seen the same thing as far as OU Arkansas. Now, if we if we could have won today, uh, tonight, I think the bowl matchup would have been we'd have had a, a better bowl, maybe or maybe it would have been, been, been Notre Dame. Still could be Notre Dame, right? Uh, I doubt it's it. Not gonna be. No, Notre Dame has been playing a lot better. They're going to be in a better bowl. The person that would take the dub in that game if we played against them would get Peyton Bowen. So. No, that has nothing to do with know, the bowl. I don't know if I want to wager like that. I don't know if I want to wager like that. What team are we going to get? Jason, have you heard anything else about him and his timeline? I Here's what I've heard about Bowen is that it's a pretty confident – that they're going to get Bowen. It's just a matter of when he's going to. I think a lot of things was off the table until their season's over with, and I think they were in the semis today. Is that right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, I so I, I would, I would think. I think we're going to hear after the championship game. We'll, we'll get the announcement from Bowen, but I do think he's committing to Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Hayes Fawcett. I mean, obviously he knows, but he can't say anything. And when Jalen Ross asked him, like a. Okay, who are guys that aren't currently committed? Who do you think would end up signing with Oklahoma by either early signing day or national signing day? And he mentioned both uh, Bowen and Hicks. He's like, obviously, I mean, you, you know he knew something, but he was like, those two wouldn't necessarily shock me if they get one or both of them. How, how about the dude Patrick uh, Fahan or something? That on Twitter basically said, "Did you see that last week? He got lit up on Twitter." No, what happened? He was he was the one that that said uh, David Hicks got back to where he back there in Texas and said he's not he's not going OU. Like yeah, he that. reported that he talked to David Hicks, <laughs> and like like why would he tell as him as much as John Sokoloff did from Lane Kiffin, which was hilarious. What do you think of the Nebraska hire, guys? Uh, Great. Uh, awesome. I like the hire. I'm a fan of Matt Rule. Spencer Sanders I, will be the quarterback there next year. And yeah, wait, Brody, wait. you called that. I think you're right. Yeah. What? Like, so I heard, was he even at the Oklahoma State game today? He got benched. Mike Gundy in his press conference basically said he didn't play because of how he yelled at the OC Casey Dunn last week. Did he say that, though, or is that somebody that tweeted that? I'd have to read that again, but I think he's going to Nebraska, guys. That's a good fit for him. Fresh start. Oklahoma State fans don't want him back. And, I mean, easy division. Nebraska is in a super easy division. I think another interesting hire will possibly be Deion Sanders to Colorado. That's a job. I mean, Deion's had interviews before. He was interviewed for TCU. He was never offered the job. Colorado's now offering him the job. He should take it. The, he would he would dominate the Pac-12. Exactly. Yes. That that team would turn it around fast. 
I mean, that would be a really really looking like the most uh, interesting. Sonny Dykes is the next head. Sonny Dykes is the coach of the year, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, what do you think about Auburn? Did any of y'all watch Auburn today? No, no, that worked. You know, Cat Cadillac Williams. You know, he's their interim. Cadillac. Why? I thought it was Cardell Williams was his name. He goes by Cadillac. I know, I, I, I know what you're. He gonna played say. there. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? He he thinks he's got a shot at the job. No, I, I I think there's no way he gets the job, which is sad. I think he's actually a pretty decent coach. Do you see 15 of their players have given their life to Christ? Yeah, I saw that. That's impressive. Yep. Well, guys, there's a quote that came out. Dean Blevins asked Gabriel and, uh, and Levy if they believe Dylan will return next year. Dylan, it's too raw right now for that decision, Levy. I think so, but not sure right now. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back, guys. I do. Well, then Dean Blevins also said we need him in a big way. Yeah, where would he go? Oh. Guys, where would he go, Jay? I think he's done playing football, guys. Seriously. He's getting ready to get married, I think. He's kind of like yeah. – he's got a lot of other stuff going good for him, like with his brand and stuff. He may just be done playing football. Who knows? I don't I know. I think Hunter brought it up a couple weeks ago as like a grad assist, and I, I could see that. I, I did not bring that up. I said he would be a bad <laughs> one because – Oh, yeah. Make progression. Jason brought that up, and I said that is – Wrong. Dude, I'm on Twitter right now. The Twitterverse is awesome right now. Matt Leinert just – I don't know if y'all saw Matt Leinert's tweet. No. He goes, USC 11-1 going to the Pac-12 title game with a playoff spot on the line. Oklahoma going into OT fighting for their sixth win. Hashtag karma. Dude, this dude lit him up, said <laughs> – This red dirt sport. We follow him. He follow. He goes, I certainly am not as handsome and rich as you, but my last two brain cells function CTE-free. <laughs> That's awful, dude. I know. It's kind of funny, though. Matt, wow. Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush are on the – they're pumped up today. I, I cannot – honestly, Lincoln – if if he makes a stinking playoff first year, I'm gonna, I don't know what I'll do. Well, he just shows. I mean, think about this: if two of the four teams in the playoffs have new coaches, making the playoffs in the Pac-12 isn't really an accomplishment. I would say. I mean, the Pac-12 is, is Pac-12 is starting to get to the point of it's almost the American Conference. Hey, like what would be great is if Utah, bad. if Utah beats them a second time. Who's that? Oh, oh I, think, you, I think Utah will be. Cam Rising? Cam Rising. <laughs> no, the James video. The James video. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to. Another. Is he going to be there? Did you, see his, to Utah. Did, did you see his video today about Ohio State? Yeah, that was hilarious. The punching bag. Man, the videos, the pictures coming out from this field goal are unreal. The thing's in. 
It's unbelievable. They're all over Twitter. Oh, my goodness. You well, say this, guys, if Brent Venables is 6-6 six and six next year, is he around another year? I say no. He has three years, I promise you that. Three years. I agree. Three years. The good years. news, guys, yeah. is the recruiting trail does look very promising. So I don't expect the defense to be much better if any better next year. It's not going to happen. It's yeah. going to take one more year. Yeah. Well, I mean – Guys, I mean, in the hotel, all we hear is Texas Tech fans screaming. So, dude, that's got to be a miserable drive back. Dude, it is. It's it's gonna be quite. An I would hard. rather OU lose this game to go six and six, and OU lose this game to go, you know, eleven and one or something. Oh yeah, if if yeah. we lost this game and if we were eleven and zero. Yeah, I mean we're gonna we're gonna find out next year though if well, Venables mean, is the right guy. Well, he okay, might not get fired, he, but we'll know. We'll know next year if he's the guy. Yeah. Well, if you guys had to give me an early season per prediction, gonna be on the team. What starting lineup is gonna be? What would you guys say? I didn't even hear the question. Did you say starting lineup for yeah, the whole season? Hear, what if you had to give me early season predictions for next season? What would you way say? Way too early. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's it's way there's too, too many things that's going to happen. With the Dylan people. Gabriel's coming back, and if Bowen's coming and Hicks, I mean, there's a lot of. Well, I mean, there's also a real, realistic chance where there's. Uh, almost a whole new starting lineup on defense again next year with guys with not much starting experience. Yeah, right. that's another thing is if we're losing again back to Oklahoma high school football, we're losing a bunch of guys to the portal and all that. I don't care if these guys are zero stars or what. They're graduating high school. If they can tackle, get them there. Like, that's all I want. Just someone who can make a tackle. Hey, there, there's one guy, Hunter. There's so many. There's a guy in the transfer portal right now that played high school football in Oklahoma, was a really? state wrestling guy, went to Kansas as a true freshman, and went and played there and was like the leading tackler on the team. Potter? Gavin Potter. Gavin Potter's in the portal. Where'd he go to Broken school? Arrow. He's not going to play at OU. Jeremy, him and Slusher. Yeah, there's talk that we're going yeah, after Slusher. But... Wait, so did Slusher, like, I saw the thing on his Instagram today. Did he for sure enter yet? Or I think so. Well, You know, no, you won't know for 48 hours. No, because the, the portal doesn't open till when, like December 3rd or something no, like that? No, the portal opens 48 hours after they entered. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll start seeing guys probably Monday that'll pop up. I wish uh, Hank Puckett from Bixby was a freaking senior. I oh, that. yeah. Okay. He hits hard. Well, 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 before I head out, he if he was –
uh, recruited by lots of schools. But he's like 5'7". I mean, even Jersey Rob, let's get him from OSU. So he's not going to wrestle there. Get him play linebacker for us. He hits hard too, and he can make tackles. Like, and he's got know. and he's gotten a great name. Yeah, that's a pretty cool name. So yeah, I mean, see, disappointment. Uh, five A playoffs tonight. I saw that McAllister won. Yeah, Grove got McAllister versus Carl Albert. Yeah, I mean, I thought Carl Albert should, but I didn't think they would blow him out. Like, yeah, I thought Grove, Emmanuel Crawford would uh, keep it close. Yes. All right, guys. Well, it's about tomorrow, so we probably should wrap it up. Yep, disappointing evening. So, we'll see what happens the next. Yep. All right, guys. Hey, we'll probably have some guests on this week. I got a couple lined up, I think, that we can have on our pod during this downtime. So, so. all right, guys. All right. Peace.